Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. On today's episode of Tiara's Tears and Triumphs, I have a powerful conversation with Elise Alexander from Burning Pure. Elise is a survivor who has set very clear intentions for her life based on her core beliefs and values. So she is one of those people who you would be quick to call an old soul. She's just got a wealth of wisdom and knowledge that she has an absolute burning desire to share with others to help them to live into their potential. I just feel so, you know, amazed to be able to meet such amazing people like Elise who have rewritten their story of their childhood where they were made to feel small and underneath the feet of their parents that although you know the parents were doing the best that they knew how to parent they still fell short because they had healing that they needed to do in their own lives and it is wonderful to see how Elise has made breakthroughs in her life where she has been able to rewrite her story with a new chapter where she is living a life out loud and she is actively pursuing her dreams. So if you are looking for some inspiration to heal your life, then stick around and let's open the door on this week's episode. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. Hello, Elise, and welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast. It is an absolute delight to have you here. I'm so grateful that you've come on as a guest. So, um, very warm welcome, Elise. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be a part of anyone who's looking to create impact. And I just, I see you, I know where you're at, and I want to continue to shine a light on women that really have that heart and that intention that's in the right place. So I'm just so grateful to be here. Thank you. And I'm really grateful to have you here to have a conversation from one survivor to another about your experiences and also with this emphasis on your path to healing your life and your recovery and how you're now reigniting your dreams and really shifting into that space of having a life which is intentional and a life of your design and not being a victim of circumstance. So I guess just to get the, you know, the ball rolling and the conversation going, the first question I'd like to ask you is, can you just tell us a bit about yourself when you were growing up, Elise? Absolutely. So I think that an important key factor to remember, guys, is not to compare yourself to someone else, but to see maybe the pieces that you can resonate with and see maybe the patterns uh, in my life that resonate or that seem similar to you. Because I know that multiple times when I used to hear other people's stories, I would be like, well, like they're just different or they're special or like, I'm just like you guys, you know, like there, there is something special in me, but we all start on the same level. And for me, 
I was like a very excited kid, right? Like I was always really into things and really curious. And I think that kids that are curious and maybe don't know how to sit down are maybe labeled as like problem kids or like bad kids, if you will. Um, And I grew up very much in a generation where no fault of my parents, but that they we're just a lot more strict and a lot more traumatized themselves. So creating trauma in our lives was easier just because they had already, they didn't know any different. You don't know what you don't know. And I think that a lot of the time, no matter what trauma someone experiences, for me, it was a lot of verbal abuse. It was physical abuse, but it was mostly verbal abuse. And to me, that's the biggest thing of all is when you start to believe the things that someone else tells you about yourself. And I don't blame my father or my mother or any of the people in my life that have impacted me in in that way and in that kind of trauma, but it did make me acknowledge something and learn something later in life. And that it is that much harder to get to where you're going when you've experienced something like that. And it makes you want to constrict and it makes you want to pull back and it makes you want to not reach for the things that you said you want to reach for because you don't even feel like you're telling yourself the truth at all because, well, let's be honest, you're not. You're not telling yourself the truth. And for me, I saw this so much growing up in my family, in my uh, friendships, but I didn't really acknowledge it. So for me, it wasn't until I was in a relationship that it was abusive in any way, shape or form that I was like, oh, you know what? Okay. Now I get it. Now I understand all the things I didn't and I'm putting myself in the shoes that I needed to put myself in in order to get that perspective and know that my worth and that I deserved way more, but that I needed to be the one to say it because it didn't matter if anyone else said it, right? It matters only if you feel it. And throughout my life and kind of involving myself with different men that were very strong-willed, that were very aggressive, um, I got to a place where I was like, you know what, I don't really want to have a man in my life. I'm just, I'm cool. Like, we're good. Uh, And I kind of shut it all out. And I, I don't think that that's the right way, Sandy, either. Because I think that when we shut it all out and when we're just like, trying to disconnect and disphase to what's going on in our life, it ends up getting more intense, right? Like, and we end up having more of a problem trying to understand all of those things that are going on around us. So I realized that I was continuing to involve that trauma to myself and the way that my family taught me was the way that I was treating myself. Uh, And with that acknowledgement was like a huge wave over me. And I was like, wow, okay. So Elise, like you say that you love yourself, but you're treating yourself the exact same as if they were treating you that way. And you're not even in that situation anymore. So with that being said, I think I just started really connecting and wanting to learn like how to start to heal. Because when you're in that much pain and when you're that uncomfortable, I think is the only time that you truly like are able to look for help and that you're open to anything because you're so uncomfortable. You're so like squeamish that you're like, I, I'm over it. I'm over it. Let's go because you've done it so many times. And I think that after like the hundredth time that I was like, no, he's not cheating on me or like finding someone else's jewelry in my bed that wasn't mine or coming home to the um, picture frames face down. Like I, I knew, but I didn't know because you, you tell yourself you don't know. And it wasn't until I stepped out of that, and that's where we are now, that I was able to be like, okay, I saw where I was over there. I never, ever, ever want to go back to that feeling. But in order to truly get out of that feeling, what do you need to do? You need to create action, and you need to create a plan to figure out how to continue to go up. And that was when I truly realized, like, okay, I can take, I can take myself really far, right? but you can only take yourself as far as you can go by yourself. And I, and I started to connect with the fact that you needed to connect with other people and share your story because no one ever wants to go first. No one ever wants to be the girl in the room that was like, this happened to me, 
or I've had trauma in my life or this crazy thing happened to me. But think about how much we resonate and how much we connect with others or how much maybe you now understand more about me after me sharing those stories with you because that's the importance. Absolutely. And I just cherish that you, you know, you said that, that a big part of what happens to women in abusive relationships is that isolation and is that they, they lose, they don't only lose themselves, but they lose their voice and they lose their confidence in using their voice. And um, we are held back thinking that we shouldn't be talking about it and if we are to talk about it who can we talk to about these things these dysfunctions that are going on in our lives and that was a massive motivator for me to create this podcast knowing that one in four women has been through some form of abuse in their lives is confirmation to me that we need to be having these conversations because there are so many women who need to be able to talk about their challenges that absolutely they've been through and that is going to be part of their path to healing in knowing that they have a right to be able to speak about not only the ups in their lives but also the downs in their lives and I just really love and appreciate how you have illustrated how these things became opportunities for you to engage with your own healing and that it isn't until we hit rock bottom that we understand that we actually need to invest time in healing things that are broken in ourselves and that that's that's good and that's when you get to that point of I will try anything to fix this because this pain that I'm living with is unbearable and I don't want to be living with this pain day in, day out. And if we, so we can either um, suppress things and internalise them or if we don't internalise them, what we can end up doing is externalising things. And when we're externalising things, that's when we become very reactive and to other people to, because we have this need to feel safe and secure because of the traumas that we've been through. And so underneath all of that, all we're doing is there's like the self-protection mechanism functioning on a very deep level within us that is just saying, I just need to shelter myself from experiencing more pain. And so we will either internalize and suppress or, and, you know, we'll turn to harmful escapes to try and numb that pain or we'll externalize it and become reactive and not feel great about our relationships that we have with other people because we're in this really not nice reactive space where, you know, we're not happy and that is, you know, coming out and it's quite evident and that we need to get beyond that and we need to make connections with people that we can trust and start working through those deep traumas that exist in us and recognise that there's things that need healing in our lives and get inquisitive and say, well, you know, what can I do to start bringing about this healing that's needed? It's, you know, these wounds are inside of us and they're not evident to the eye and when things aren't you know when they're evident to the eye we will see that there's a pain that there's a wound and we'll do what we need to do to try and heal that wound but the wounds that are inside of us are much easier to um, skim over and neglect and 
you know, even pretend that they don't exist because they're not evident. We can't see them. And so it's like, all right, well, you know, maybe if I just um, ignore it, then I'll be able to just keep going. But it still keeps coming up and biting us in the bum, so to speak, you know, because it needs our attention and it's something that um, will continue to need our attention until we notice that it's a wound that needs to be healed. So I really love and appreciate, you know, you sharing all of that so candidly. Um, And I guess my next question is how are those, you know, the dreams that you had as a, a child of what you saw for yourself, from what you've said, you've said that there's been, there was a lot of negative talk in your life where you weren't built up, you were torn down in your childhood and you were made to be small. But the person that I know, the Elise that I know is, is big is a big person and um, just fullness. I just see this fullness of you just stepping into you and all your potential. So how does a child whose dreams have been quashed step into this lovely adult woman that I am having this conversation with who fully respects her dreams, acknowledges her dreams and believes in her dreams. Can you tell us a bit about that journey, what that's been like, Elise? What a journey, right, Sandy? It always is such a journey. And I think I forget sometimes how, um, how that little girl has gotten here because really the thing that has gotten me to here is her. And little Elise is the only reason why I'm still standing because she's the reason she took the blows when it needed to be done. She made sure that I was still here to be taken out of and to be unshelled and to be unboxed when I had the time. And I think people always say like time shows you exactly what you're looking for, but you have to ask the right questions. If I wouldn't have noticed that I was heading in the exact same direction as the rest of my family, not in a, I guess, negative manner, but that I wouldn't be able to get what I was looking for. Because I think that it wasn't until I noticed that the reason that they maybe treated me in such a way that my voice was squandered was also, yes, because they got their voice squandered, but more because of the acknowledgement that they didn't realize that that's what they were doing. And if they maybe were to have known that, then that situation would have been different, but I didn't have enough confidence in myself to keep fighting for myself over and over and over the same way a man does. And, and it wasn't until I saw that they treating me in that way was their way of thinking that they were making me strong because that was how they got strong. But we don't always get strong in the same way. And I was someone who was like off screen. I was someone who was very closed. I was someone who did not tell anyone how I felt because I was worried about whoever's reaction was going to be to it. I was someone who was very, I would say just living in a a state of fear and lack that I wasn't worthy and that I wasn't going to be able to do it. And it, it took me realizing that you are worthy no matter what, that you are connected no matter what, because I would always give myself a reason or an excuse or like, oh, like this guy came up to me and he was really sweet, but I didn't have any makeup on and my hair wasn't done and I hadn't showered in two days. But like none of that stuff matters. It only matters how you feel about yourself and how you tell yourself that you feel about yourself. Because even though everyone thinks those are like one thing, they're actually two different things. So connecting to my intuition, number one, 
was the biggest thing that got me to hear because I was able to start to listen and I would get like, excuse my French, but like bitch slapped a little bit with little Elise when I would try and be like, oh yeah, tell me the things so that I can get good in business so that I can discover like what I'm doing wrong in my sequences and in my patterns. And then I wouldn't allow her to enjoy and to appreciate and to be present with the things that were amazing that were happening in my life. And she'd be like, oh yeah, Elise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's see what's up. So I've definitely taken my time in getting here into getting into the loudness of myself of accepting that I am extra and that's okay for understanding that the dreams that I have aren't wrong for having them and to forgive. I would say forgiveness is such a huge factor for me because I started meditating uh, really consistently about a year ago and it's changed my entire trajectory on how I feel about perceptions and how I feel about different experiences in my life because nothing is fun when you're going through it, right? Like you're not sitting there like, oh yeah, this really bad time is going to get me to a really amazing time in my life. But I know coaches who, when you say that you're going through a really hard time, they're like, congratulations, you're about to go through a big breakthrough because it's true. When you get to that moment, sometimes you stop. And I had stopped so many times y'all that I was like, oh, I'm not stopping anymore. I'm not stopping anymore. So I started to connect to this different like learning experience and different platforms that would give me what I was looking for, whether it was Mind Valley, whether it was Powerhouse Women, whether it was uh, different programs that I could connect to and learn. But then I realized even in the learning stage that I was like learning all of these incredible tools to take care of myself and my health and my wealth and my mindset that I still wasn't implementing them on a daily basis. So like, guys, success is a process, learning how to go from having no voice at all to me sitting here in front of you telling you what to do is a process. And it's little pieces. It was me doing lives when there was no one there on the other side. It was me speaking my voice when no one wanted to listen. It was me standing in my power and needing to say, hey, this is how I feel about this. I'm sorry if you don't agree. That, like it took so much and it like takes your entire grit to just be like, you know what? No, I'm sorry. I don't agree with you because as a woman, I was always taught that if you love someone, you let them win. When you love someone, you allow them to be the center of your attention. When you love someone, you support them more than you do yourself. These are all beliefs that we don't realize that we have. And we say that like, no, we don't really feel that way, but your actions are showing you differently. So my actions were showing me that my patterns weren't working, that I wasn't making more money, that I wasn't getting more sleep, that I was heading in the exact same direction because I was treating my little self the exact same way that, that little E used to get treated, which was being shoved in a closet, not being listened to and being told to shut up. And whenever the next time that it was important that you added and that you did what you needed to do. And the moment that I realized that I was treating myself like that, it immediately shifted for me because you need to feel what you're feeling and know that like, oh, wow, I would never want someone to feel that way. I would never allow, like I would kill for me, for me, I'm you know, and seeing how all of that connected and taking the little steps and finding people who believed in me and knowing no matter what, like, okay, I've committed okay, this is something that we get to do because no matter what, who we get to impact is more important than who you're afraid of hurting their opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, you know, been many steps that I can hear that you've taken to build your confidence that it hasn't just happened because you've wanted it to happen that it's something that's happened because you've worked really hard at making that happen through your awareness of what you need to do to change and <clears throat> shift from that place of um, not being your own best friend to actually becoming your own friend again and knowing that well, this is the way that I value somebody else and this is the way that I treat somebody else because I think this is what they deserve. They deserve my respect. They deserve, you know, my affection. They deserve my kindness. And we don't apply that to our own lives 
so much of the time because we're so busy beating ourselves up for the place that we're in, the circumstances that we've been through, and we can be our absolute worst enemy. So on top of everything else that we've already experienced at the hands of other people mistreating us, we then end up being that final piece in the puzzle of that person who's going to continue to be hard on us when we need to cross over, like do that really big distinction between crossing over and saying, no, I actually need to change the way that I'm relating to myself. I need to do that in actions and not just words. I need to be kind to myself. I need to be affectionate with myself. I need to listen to what my needs actually are and start addressing those so that, you know, I've got the strength, the courage to step, keep stepping into this new space that is unfamiliar to me, but is a place that I want to be living in the place. This is the life that I want to be living. I want it to be different. And so I know that I'm going to have to do things differently and starting with liking yourself, learning to like yourself and treating yourself in a way that actually reflects you liking yourself. So, yeah, that that's my starting point with women is to work on their self-worth because that's the foundation piece. And once you value yourself enough, then all those other transformations will come in your life. That's your building block or your foundation to build everything else on in life. So, I know that it's been, you know, an act, an absolute journey for you. In those hard times, in those challenging moments where you saw that what was happening in your life in a, a toxic relationship, what sort of things helped you to cope in those times? Good point, Sandy, because really uh, we spend most of these times alone, right? Like my story is great because I've overcome a lot, but I've had to experience a lot of this on my own. And also because I chose to, uh, I, from my own experiences and from my own hurt and from my own trauma, I couldn't allow anyone else in yet to experience them while I was experiencing them to truly release them. So I would say something that helped me in a big way was community of having other people surrounding me that had similar stories that understood and that were still striving for more. Um, but I would say in terms of tips of things that like kept me holding on when I was about to give up, I would say a couple of things. Number one, when you wake up in the morning, first thing you listen to has to be positive. Don't care what it is. Don't care what it's about. Don't care what it means. It has to be positive and you have to like it. So whether it's a book, whether it is a literally audio of you talking to yourself about positive things, I don't care what it is. It has to be something because for me, I would listen over and over and over to the same positive audios or to the same like uh, Jim Quick or something that got me to a place where I was starting to believe more than I didn't. Because really, you only have to believe 50% more than you don't. Just 1% more than you don't. And there were days that I would tell myself like, oh, at least like, look at you telling other people like expert information. And then there would be days where I'd be like, why are you listening to me? I don't even know what I'm talking about. Why am I here? And I would need something to ground me to remember why. So something I started doing a while ago was calling uh, one of the folders in my phone, my lit folder. And for me, lit always surmised like uh, beautiful and amazing and feeling good, which for me, feelings and how I think about feelings are different. So I needed something to connect to my actual feeling. So I called it my lit folder and I would start to put like comments that people gave me or um, different things that they said to me that were nice and I would record them 
or I would just have like a little screenshot and I would have everything in the same folder. And I'll tell you that every time I felt down or had a moment or sad, I would look at that folder and I would automatically within like a moment be like, okay, yeah, no, I'm like not crazy. Yeah. Okay. I know what I'm talking about. Like, and it doesn't even need to be zero to 60, but even if it's just 10% more, it's 10% that you didn't have before. And the reason the folder has become so important to me is because we're always moving, right? We're always traveling. We're always doing something. There's something going on in the world. And I have it with me to be able to continually look at, right? Because we have calendars and things in our life that like never leave our home and we don't even like look at it another time, but it's really important to have something like on the go with you. So that's why I think the folder is so important. Another thing that I started doing was before I went to bed, I would tell myself tomorrow morning, you're going to wake up feeling well-rested, refreshed, and joyful. Because if not, I would start to have weird subconscious dreams that I didn't understand. And then I would wake up in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about when I'm talking about that you wake up in a bad mood, but it made those days that you really didn't want to do it even harder. Um, and then I would say the last thing that kept me going was being able to have a mentor that you knew got to where you wanted to go or at least close and making sure that you keep an eye on them, whether you can pay for them or not, whether or not you can be in their groups or not, being in their content, being surrounded by their energy is going to help you keep going a little bit longer and finding a way to create a plan to be able to get to work with them or to be able to get to work with someone that's going to help you that you vibe with. It's just about creating a plan. Not everybody can afford anything at any moment. We're not all, you know, millionaires and bazillionaires, but just like everything, it's about creating a plan. So I created a plan on how to get here. I wanted to be a public speaker. I wanted to own my own business. I wanted to be able to work from anywhere. I wanted to have time freedom. I wanted to have enough money where I, I never had to ask anyone for money ever again. And a lot of those things are starting to come true. But if I never made them goals, I would have never gotten here. I love that. I love that. And I, you know, I think that it can be really scary setting goals. Um, I remember when I came out of, broke out of the cycle of abuse that I was in, that because I had been such a victim of circumstance, you know, I wasn't in control of my own life. I didn't know how to regain control of my life in that early stage. And I had not been able to make any short-term plans or any long-term plans because everything had been taken out of my control. And so that's something that I needed to learn to do again. And, and that is also learning how to dream again, how to actually remember that dreams live inside of all of us. And part of our misery is because those dreams have been quashed, those dreams have been stifled, those dreams have been taken away from us for that time. But knowing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, when you come out of a cycle of abuse and your life seems to be in a million pieces and you've got no idea how to start piecing it back together again. How are you going to get back to being a whole person again? Tapping into those dreams, remembering those dreams, allowing yourself to reconnect with those dreams. If you cannot do that on your own, understand that that is quite natural for because of the things that you've been through. But you can rediscover those dreams and there are you know mentors and people who will help you to reconnect with those dreams when somebody when a mentor asks you tell me what your dreams are and you break down into tears because you 
have just not been able to dream for such a long time. You don't know what they are anymore. You can't remember. That's part of your process is being guided through that again to help you to remember that you do have dreams, that you can reconnect with those dreams and that they are important. So please, please understand that you matter, your dreams matter. And Lisa, I really appreciate you sharing how you have your strategies that dreams, you're not always going to be able to connect with somebody else who's going to be able to encourage you with the dreams that you have. So having a strategy like the one that you shared with putting having a folder on your phone that reminds you of that your goals matter, that any goals that you've set for yourself matter, that that is a great, great tool that you've shared. So that's going to help, you know, women who are listening to try that for themselves to know that in those times where they are isolated, that they've got something, a tool to turn to, to help them to keep going and that they're also able to tap into support to help them to keep their dreams alive and know that they can achieve their dreams. Allowing yourself to dream is is frightening. It can be incredibly scary because when you have a dream, as much as people are afraid to fail, we're also afraid to succeed because we don't know what we're capable of and living small can sometimes feel much safer than living large so and particularly coming from the the perspective of being a survivor of some form of abuse it will be completely understandable if you have been living your life small because that feels safe to you That's why it's so important to connect with others who are going to support you on your journey to help you to start living your life fully again. So Elise, you know, thank you for illustrating that because goals are very, can be very, very challenging to set. Um, And we're encouraged to set these big audacious goals. But as as somebody who is a survivor of an abusive relationship, if you're not used to setting goals for yourself because you haven't had the ability to set goals for yourself because of what you've been through, start small. And there's a method, the SMART method with goal setting that you're probably familiar with, Elise, where you get really specific with your goals. So try and get, the more specific you can get with your goal, the better you're going to chance you'll have of achieving that goal if you can measure that goal and say if you start small and you think of something right I really want to do more in my life in the way of self-care I really want to give myself a weekend away that's getting specific that's that's a tangible goal and when you have a tangible goal it's so much easier to achieve than if you're vague about what it is that you're wanting to do if you just set yourself a goal and say i want to do something in the way of self care for myself you're less likely to achieve that because you haven't gotten specific with it so Um, I'm sure, Elise, that you've practiced that a lot. And if you'd like to talk about that for a minute, I'd love to hear. Yeah. So such a major nugget that Sandy just dropped because seeing the connections around these things are not, not things that everybody sees, Sandy. You know, like you really need to open your eyes and take a moment to see that like, hmm, Okay, I've never done this before. So when you start to add those self-care things, when you start to add those extra things, you're going to feel extra. You're going to feel like, oh my God, wow, I just spent like so much time on myself. Maybe there's going to be a little bit of guilt. Maybe there's going to be a little bit of shame. But understand that guilt and shame, they don't get us anywhere. 
they don't get us transformation. They don't push us anywhere. They only make us feel bad and not bad in the sense that like we're learning or educating ourselves from feeling bad, but bad in the sense that generally it's just going to add to more bad feelings. So I will say when I first started getting started taking care of myself and making sure that I took that time, I felt really uncomfortable because it was something I had never done before. So getting specific was not even my problem at first, even though I did realize that it then became my biggest problem. My biggest problem in the beginning was acknowledging how many things that you really do need to do to take care of yourself because the list was becoming immense to take care of myself before I was taking care of others. And the list that I was taking care of others was becoming immense. And I was like, how do we... How do you pick? How do you pick who goes first? Because as a woman, I've always been taught, no, take care of yourself second. Take care of whoever it is first. And it took such major boundaries in me to be like, no, it's me first. Because if it's not me first, I'm going to end up exactly where you are in the exact same conversation that we're having over again. So I'll say when you're starting getting started with these goals, Make them everyday goals, make them something small, make a promise to yourself and keep it. Because when you gain confidence, it comes from the inner, the inner sphere, you know, uh, they don't tell you that that's a big secret. Confidence comes from within. It's like a muscle, but you have to continue to build it. You have to continue to see it. And when you are viewing your something in your life that you want to change and you're like, that's preposterous. Like I, I don't even know how I would change that and that's your attitude towards it, then yeah, no wonder why it's not getting specific. No wonder why you're having a moment in your life where you're like, I'm attracting all the wrong guys. Did that, did that. We're moving past that now. Um, But with that being said, getting specific is as specific as you want to be, right? How much do you care about your dreams? Are you willing to take three, four, five hours out of your month and figure out your goals for the month? Are you willing to break down the things that you need in order to truly get to the goal instead of maybe just writing down the big goal or the small goal? What are you focusing on? You know, and I think that that's the big thing is that Yes, you need to be able to visualize a big goal, but if you don't believe that you can achieve a big goal, then you're never going to play big in the first place. And I think that's one of the last things I wanted to say because I played small for a really long time and with myself, with my goals, with my life, with my business, and they were different stages and different phases of playing small. But when I didn't put it as 100%, whatever it was, most of the time being myself, if I didn't put a hundred percent in, then I never got a hundred percent out. I love that. I absolutely love that. And, you know, when you were talking about building that muscle of confidence and that it comes from within that it is a, it's these things are doing words. And one of the things, interesting things is the word karma. When we hear the word karma, we often think that, you know, like karma is going to get you. And so we see it in a bit of a negative context, but karma is essentially means action. So it's that cause and effect in your life. So karma is whatever you are doing is going to come back at you. So if you're not doing you are going to stay in the same spot that you are. That's what will be reflected through karma in your life. If if you're taking action, if you're doing something, you're going to see the transformation come over time. But it is like anything. We need to keep exercising it. We need to keep building that muscle. We can't just do it every once in a while when we start, say, we feel like, rubbish we wake up and we're like you know in a space of depression and then we go in and we go oh I forgot I've got to do some self-care time now so it's about getting consistent and it really is like these little secrets to success they're not hard, but they are hard because consistency is one of the most challenging things to implement in life. 
but if you think if you are able to get up and brush your teeth every day twice a day you know that's a habit that you've cultivated because you know that it's going to be good for your taking care of your teeth so if you it's all small things these things don't have to consume your whole day this is just things that'll take a couple of minutes in your day here and there but the more that you do them the greater the impact it will be over time so Elise, you have been absolutely brilliant. We've had just such a wonderful conversation and I would love to keep talking to you forever, but that's not possible. I would like to get you back on the podcast again down the track. We will need to have another conversation. Um, I'm so glad that I've met you. Now, before we go, the, the last question that I will ask is because this podcast is called Tiara's Tears and Triumphs, what does that mean to you as a woman? Story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So to me, Tiara's Tears and Triumphs, I truly believe stems out of our ability to continue onwards, right? Our ability to maybe be seen as one thing and to be able to create something so beautiful out of it. Because I think a lot of people maybe see TRs as something that like is perfectionism that we're all trying to get to. And then the tears is like what we go through to get it. And then the triumph for me is really about who we become afterwards and not just what we've created because really we're trying to live this life. We're not trying to gain money or work to die. Like I, I, I want to live the entire time I'm living. So to me, that's what it means. But I also really, I love TRs because I was always like a, a very girly girl. So I love that. But I will also say that I had mad respect for anyone that was in any kind of pageant because I knew that they had to go through so much just to get there, just to continue, just to be there. And I think that that's how we all feel as women is we have to get through so much just to get there, just to be there, just to raise our hand, but it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And before we go, I'd love it if you would share any links for people to be able to find you and connect with you, Elise. Yeah, absolutely. So my company is called Burning Pure. So you can find me at Burning Pure on Instagram. There's also a huge link tree in there that you can go on in and look at coaching sessions. My website is also linked in there, www.burningpure.com. And just DM me or message me. We also have burningpure at gmail.com if you want to contact me and ask me some questions. I'd love it to be able to support anyone really in whatever way they need because you never know who has the power to bless you I promise you that I have loved every second of this conversation Elise thank you so much thank you I'm so honored to be here and I had such a fun time to be honest I feel like yeah you and I could talk forever (laughs) absolutely we all go through dark times when we do we often feel alone this is a safe space for you to come and look for some light I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel but when I turned a corner in my life the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. 
there are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe. Sandy.